Hi, I'm Tori Aletto, and welcome to the Imperfect Person Podcast. I'm your host, a licensed marriage and family therapist for the last 15 years. This podcast was created from the heart of my work, which is how the hardest parts of life often lead us to healing the relationship we have with ourselves. Each episode will dive into hard conversations with honesty and compassion. I'm so grateful that this podcast was produced by my friends over at Next Level University. And now let's move through the hard stuff together. Hi, and welcome to episode one of the Imperfect Person podcast. I'm Tori Aletto, and today we are going to do a deep dive into one of my favorite topics, which is choosing you. Okay. What does it even mean to choose you? Let's break this down. Essentially, I would define choosing you as acting in ways that honor and root you in your innate self-worth. It's the difference between analyzing an outcome, kind of getting stuck, right? Analysis paralysis kind of stuff, and trusting our instincts. Between living in a sort of a burnout stage and learning how to honor our boundaries and our capacity. Between impulsively pursuing someone who is clearly unavailable versus processing the pain of someone who is clearly unavailable. When our worth slips into the hands of another human or a promotion or a particular outcome, we automatically self-abandon. We self-abandon because we cannot simultaneously honor our self-worth and chase it outside of us. And if we are seeking worth outside of us, you know, it's something that we're hustling for, trying to achieve, trying to get to the next stage of life to finally feel worthy and fulfilled. If we are seeking it, likely we were taught by our family of origin, indirectly or directly, that our worth exists outwards. And this is stuff that's passed down to us. You know, our parents' relationship with their worth, unless they worked on it, was passed down to us. Um, And this is, you know, what I call the generation of healing and healers. We're really looking at this stuff because we want these cycles to stop here. And when we think about these cycles, one of the most prominent areas we all sort of struggle to choose ourselves in is in the pursuit or the midst of love and intimacy. Why is that? Because those are the areas that also reveal and get us to heal. I say this all the time. 95% of people that come into my office come in because relationship issues, either they're grieving a relationship, um, they're grieving, uh, in a relationship, they can't find one. I mean, relational issues really push us to working on ourselves and ultimately the relationship that we have with ourselves. They are our biggest healer. And when we think of why relationships bring up so much for us, we have to circle back to where we learned the combination of being self-connected and intimately connected. This is also something that comes from our family of origin. 
that's passed down to us. And the question that you want to ask yourself is, were your parents able to fully attune to you when you were expressing your full self? And if the answer is no, (laughs) if showing up You know, if your emotions were too much, if your boundaries were not respected, if your voice or your beliefs were not honored, if, you know, whatever parts of you um, had to be hidden in order to stay connected to someone in your family or to your family, you learned early on that being self-connected cannot coexist with connection in your most intimate relationships. And that combination, many of us are healing from. It's interesting. You'll either see one or two ways. One, you'll see people who get really rigid in their opinions, kind of like the rebellious one back in the day that were maybe more aggressive with their opinions and had to deal with the pain of the disconnect from their family because they were so, you know, firm within, or you saw the other side of it where people became very hypervigilant and codependent. And they notice, oh, when mom's mad, I have to act happy. And they really lose themselves in order to maintain the homeostasis of the house or the mood of the family or managing one of the family members. So when we learn that showing up fully and being connected to another cannot coexist, we automatically slip into our patterns in our intimate relationships that we pick later on, right? So fast forward and we're picking friends and we're dating and we're attracted to certain people. And as we know, we repeat and we replay. And this includes the ways we learn to automatically self-abandon as intimacy increases in a relationship. So let's just get clear around what self-abandonment means or how I would define it. Self-abandonment is when we detach from our core self in the pursuit of another or something, but in this case of another. And that means we detach from our instincts. We detach from our boundaries, our needs, our emotions, and we show up in ways of hoping to um, obtain someone, love, a promotion, an outcome, success, whatever it is. And the important thing to say about self-abandonment is that underneath self-abandonment is the abandonment wound. If our parents were unable to attune to us when we were our full selves, right? On, on I'd say like an 80-20 basis, not a hundred percent of the time, but if for the majority of the time they were not capable of doing that, let's say, then we develop abandonment wounds because ultimately those are from not feeling seen or heard or cared for in our full, true, authentic self, right? So self-abandonment is behavioral, it's automatic, and it happens when intimacy increases. You know, I've shared this story before, but when I was dating my now husband, um, this was my biggest growing point. And I had no idea it even existed. I thought my growth was all about who I was picking, who I was attracted to, um, and changing the game there. 
And I'm a little bit against that being the way that we heal because ultimately who we are attracted to and the cycles we're repeating are leading us to our own healing in order to sort of repair our foundation, which is the relationship we have with ourselves. When we work on that, we don't have to force attraction. We don't have to force um, being in relationships that were not fully there um, because we're healing from where we're choosing from. So when I was dating my husband, this was my biggest problem. As you can tell, or maybe assume, um, I was really great at analyzing and letting other people know what their biggest problems were (laughs) in the, in the nicest of ways. Right. And in the course of our relationship, uh, and actually took a breakup for this to really manifest, I had to really realize that my way of self-abandoning was completely trying to heal and fix another. I was always trying to expand other people's capacity to choose me when my work was expanding my own capacity to choose me. And in hindsight, it makes so much sense. But in the relationship, I was really, really good at telling people, particularly my now husband, all the things that he needed to work on. And I was just sitting there waiting, (laughs) waiting for him to do it. Right. And he he didn't, (laughs) he didn't um, until that shift, you know, until I stepped into myself, he stepped into himself and our relationship transformed into a healing relationship where we both became responsible for our own healing, which allowed us to sort of come together and create a healthier, um, super connected dynamic. Again, that's not always the case, right? Sometimes one person steps into that and the other person cannot, and we have to let go and grieve and accept and all those hard things. But I'm just sharing that story with you because I think that we don't realize how much we self-abandon and disconnect from ourselves, particularly when someone cannot choose us or when someone's emotionally unavailable. One of my favorite things that I wrote about early on um, in my Instagram, by the way, New York therapist, if you don't follow me, is we think we're pursuing people who are unavailable and are like, oh, this is so frustrating. Everyone's unavailable, but we pursue people at the level of intimacy that we're at. Um, And that's not to bring up shame, like, oh, what's wrong with us? Look, we're unavailable. That's really to expand our level and capacity of to, to be intimate. And in order to be intimate with another, we really have to get closer to ourselves, closer to our voice, uh, learning ourselves and our values. Sometimes people don't even ever do this work until they hit this roadblock in their intimate relationships and really have to self-discover who they truly are and how to bring that forth, you know, and and having that be the foundation in which we date from and we love from and we choose from. So when we pursue people with a foundation of self-abandonment, we can't honor ourselves. I mean, it's the reason why I would say self-abandonment is how we do not see or process red flags. It's how we put up with toxic dynamics. It's because we are not rooted and connected to ourselves. And again, in hindsight, you can go back and go, wow, how did I put up with that? But self-abandonment, that's how, that's how we do it. And, you know, we're all creative. I was very creative in my self-abandonment. I was, you know, analytical and I, I just finished grad school and like I had a lot of uh, information to back up my self-abandonment. You know, and I bet you guys get that because we're in the world of information now. So probably a lot of you can uh, relate to that. Um, But what it really was for me was my ability to become what I was seeking in him. 
If we can see that as a mirror, we start to do the work on ourselves that we need to do in order to create healthier relationships where we can be connected to ourselves and another at the same time. And when we can't be, or when someone cannot be with us, that's painful. That's hard. That's something we have to grieve without the layer of taking it personal. And that's the thing about being rooted in our self-worth is we no longer take other people's capacity personally. And what a gift that is because life is painful enough when we add that extra layer on that other people's limits are evidence of our worth. We just suffer and we feed a story that is completely untrue. So just a reminder, using my example, I mean, I've been with my husband now over 10 years. We have two small kids. The choosing you isn't something that we perfect and move forward in. It is a practice. It is a practice. I lose myself all the time still, but I notice the loss. I notice the signs and I come back to myself way sooner than when I didn't have this practice at all. And I'm letting you know that because I really think when we set the tone for healing or for any work that we're doing, when we put a perfectionist thing, oh, when we heal, we're going to do this every time. It really sets us up for shame. Um, and shame consuming us as we're healing and healing is a relationship, a practice. It's something that we show up for and we pay attention to, and we get better and better and better at it, but we don't perfect it. If this resonates with you know that at any time, no matter how far away you are from yourself, you can work on this, you can get better at it, and you can learn how to navigate this really intricate and important relationship you have with yourself in intimacy and relationships and in anywhere else where it shows up, where you feel like you're self-abandoning because your worth is reliant on the outcome, the thing, the person, the timeline, et cetera. I am actually really excited to also let you know on December 4th, I am doing a webinar. You will find the link somewhere. I'm new at this podcast thing. So somewhere in here, I am doing a webinar on how to move from self-abandonment to self-connection. If you're interested in creating your own practice, this is where you're going to learn the specifics. And I really cannot wait to do this work for you. It's like my, my baby, it's my heart. Um, So join me. And if you can't come live, it will be recorded and sent to you and you will have it forever to work on this right alongside me. If you don't already come find me on Instagram at NY therapist, I share daily quotes and captions. Thanks for joining me here today. I can't wait to come back to this topic in different areas of life again. And I'm just grateful to be here with you guys till next time.